Oh, the depths of the riches of the wisdom and of the knowledge of God. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. There was young, once a young girl who had been raised from her infancy in a very pious and good family. And as such, she grew up to learn and to love her faith, and eventually it came time, as it would be, that she was to make her first Holy Communion. It was a beautiful day, a beautiful celebration, and she was so excited. And one of the things that she was given before her Holy Communion was a beautiful white veil to wear during the ceremony. After it was all said and done, she was filled with so much joy and love of God. It had a deep impacting effect upon her, so much so that from that day forward, whenever she would go to Holy Communion, she would wear that same white veil again and again. The reason being is that she never wanted to forget just how joyful and wonderful that moment in her life was, just how important that first Holy Communion was. She continued this practice for years. She wanted to make sure that each and every time she came, she was reminded that every communion is special. Every communion is important. But as she got older, she began to cool in her fervor. And then eventually moving away from home and being in the world, it was the world that started to influence her and sink its teeth deeper and deeper, slowly but surely. She found herself going to Mass less frequently than she had before, going and receiving communion less often and less fervently. And her prayers, well, they too became less and less. In time, this slow cooling ended with her giving up her faith, or the practice thereof, completely, and falling into a very sinful lifestyle. The veil which once reminded her of the joy which, she, which came, can only come from God became now a painful probe of her conscience, something that she couldn't bear to look at, and that she now despised because it meant all that she had given up. And so she took this reminder and she locked it away in a drawer so it would be out of her sight. That year she missed her Easter duty, and then for several years on she never returned to the church. While she moved away, our Lord continued to wait for her he longed for her to return. And one day, as it would have been, not only grace came to her, but an opportunity was presented by God for her conversion. She found herself not able to find an object she was looking for, and she looked high and low and began to search through all the various drawers in her room. 
and in not thinking about it at all, she started to rummage through the drawer in which her first communion veil had been locked away. And as she dug through it, she came across the veil, and again it pained her heart, and it caused a revulsion that she had to almost turn away from it. She picked it up out of the drawer, and she spoke, Wretched veil, can't I ever banish you from my sight? And with that she threw it to the ground, intending later to throw it away. But as she continued to rummage through the drawer, out of the corner of her eye, she couldn't help but be drawn back to that same white veil on the ground. And as she looked at it again and again, it started to come back to her, what it was like when she wore it. She began to remember her innocence. She began to remember the joy of that day of her first communion. She remembered what it felt like to love God. How happy was I when I wore that veil, when I bore God within me, when I was filled with his grace from each communion that I was able to go to, when I knew what true love was, the love of God. And with these thoughts, she realized how much she had fallen away, so much that she had lost, and she began to weep bitterly, cradling the veil now in her arms. The next day, continually moved by this moment of grace, she went and she poured out her heart and unloaded her sins in confession. And then she took that veil again and she placed it back upon her head. And she went and received a good holy communion. And then she returned to start practicing her faith, coming again and again to church, again and again to the sacraments, praying on her own, and slowly but surely, the joy and the fullness, it returned to her. This love and yearning and unity with God became stronger and stronger, and she remained faithful in this practice all the rest of her life. Today is Holy Trinity Sunday. As we said, it is the church's way of helping us find joy and love of God again. Because it is the last day to make Easter duty. Now it seems strange that you find joy and love in an obligation. But it is an obligation given to create that spark in one's heart and soul. For some it is one final inspiration from God to call you back to Him and to grace. For many, it is a call to seek this heavenly treasure more often than you have. Perhaps it has been taken for granted 
Now it calls you back to him more frequently. Every Sunday. And perhaps, if possible, Mass is outside of Sunday as well. And for everybody, it is a reminder of just how great a treasure each good Holy Communion is. There it is, an infinite source of divine love, of grace, and of joy. A true gift from above, a taste of heaven on earth. Today we celebrate our graduates. They have spent many years learning in our school. They have gained much knowledge by their efforts. But now is the realization that knowing things and applying things are two separate items. Now is the beginning to take what is learned and build upon it and to apply it to your daily lives and to search after the fruits and strive after these ends to be successful and have success in life and grow in your careers and or your vocations. And it is much like our faith. We have received the Holy Ghost. We received him in baptism. We are strengthened by him in our confirmation. And with that, the Holy Ghost stands there with his gifts, all seven of them presenting them to us to utilize, to sanctify ourselves, to strengthen our souls. One of these gifts is knowledge. And the Holy Ghost aids us with this gift. That if we apply ourselves and study our catechism, learn about Catholic morality, read the scriptures, these things and more, these will root themselves in our minds. They will be things that we will always hold onto and understand as well. These truths will be intimately known by us. However, to know them is not enough. To know them is to fall short. Like what you have learned in school, they must be applied. And the good, the ultimate end of these things, must be striven after. Like anything good in life, Work is necessary. Effort is, must be put forth. And to gain heaven, it is no different. We must labor and strive after it as our goal. We must have wisdom. This is the application of knowledge and understanding to the things of God. This is what causes us to forego the fleeting pleasures of this world and to search after eternal life. And as you go forth today, you and everybody here, you have, again, gained in knowledge. You have heard the Gospels. 
You've listened to this sermon. You have your bit of learning for the day. But what are you going to do with it to apply it? There has to be a return. You must come back again. You must put it into practice. Find it in your daily prayers. Return and often as possible come to the sacraments. Frequently make time for meditation, spiritual reading. Find the joy and the burning desire for the divine in these quiet actions. Because it is in the quiet that we find God. We see it by its contrast today so clearly. The world and all its trappings and lies and simple, shallow, fleeting pleasures. These things cry out loudly to you. They are in your face. They are everywhere you turn. Every television program, every news article, and every single place that you see the simple pleasures put forth. Every device makes noise, flashes lights, grabs your attention, calls to you louder and louder. It is because it is empty that it must do this. It has to take you in. It has no substance. It has only emptiness, but it must sell it to you. And with all of that noise, and all of that flashing light, and all of those sparkly aspects, if you are not careful, your attention is grabbed, and your focus lost, and you begin to forget what is most important. God is infinitely greater than all the trappings of the world. His joy and love and the peace of soul that he can provide you, that is truly substantial. That is truly fulfilling. His reward is eternal, not fleeting in a moment. His paradise contains joy of unimaginable magnitude. And so, God does not need to sell this. He doesn't cheapen himself in the way of the world and constantly bombard you in your senses. No, he waits for you in the quiet. And those acts of piety is where you find him. In those sacraments is where you unite yourself to him. In that little tiny white host is where heaven and earth meet, where eternity and temporal things combine, where truth is contained. And it is wise for us to come and seek him out in these quiet things. All the good things in your life they must be worked for and striven after, and it takes time and effort to come to fruition. 
God and in eternity, it is no different, but it is truly the greatest treasure. Oh, the depth of the riches, the wisdom and knowledge of God. May God bless you in the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Ghost. Amen.